Welcome back from a long hiatus. Sports any way you want it on this Thursday, December 3rd, 2020. We've made it that far. Well, it's great to be back, Alex. Uh, we're into December. Um, it's it, it's going to be back. I feel like we haven't done a show in like a year. But it's only well, been three weeks. It's only three weeks. Well, I forgot about the live show we did before the that was fun. East Carolina game. It's good to do it live again. Anyway, welcome to Sports Any Way You Want It. I'm Alex Frank. He's Zach Freeze. Uh, you know, with online classes and stuff, I feel like we don't no longer say, oh, this is the last show of the semester, because we can just basically do them whenever we want. True. That's true. That's what we... It's not the last show of the semester. No, we got a lot left. Um, coming up on today's show, we'll talk Bengals. Yes, we will talk about the Bengals, um, because there's a lot of talking points with them right now. Uh, the Bearcats haven't played in two weeks, and they will not play again this weekend. That's Bearcats football. Bearcats men's basketball started last night. A win over Lipscomb as uninspiring as that win might have been. Or maybe it was inspiring given the way they played the last eight minutes. Never a doubt. <laughs> Never a doubt with that one, Alex. They I keep you they, interested. I knew they had. They keep you interested. Um, we'll get to that. Uh, we'll take a look at the upcoming college football and NFL schedules for this upcoming week. But we'll start with the Bengals. Um, the last time we hosted... This show, there was a lot of optimism surrounding the Bengals. They were coming off a win over Tennessee. Uh, Joe Burrow was coming off a tremendous three games where he threw four or five touchdowns, rushed for a touchdown, and had a 400-yard passing game included in that stretch. Uh, the offensive line was playing well, protecting Joe Burrow. And then uh, Pittsburgh happened. Pittsburgh happened. So that happened. The Bengals go to uh, two, six, and one. And then the season ended. Or at least it essentially, it feels like the season ended in the third quarter in our nation's capital when Joe Burrow went down with a torn left ACL, a torn MCL, and then structural damage to the PCL and meniscus. I might not have the full information on that. Just, Correct. I think it was it a torn meniscus or was it structural damage to the meniscus? I feel like I'm it was. Sure. I think it was the former. Anyway, so the Bengals lose to Washington, and then they had 17 total yards after Joe Burrow went down. By the way, with Ryan Finley. So then they decided Ryan Finley's not our guy. We're going to start Brandon Allen, and that went real well on Sunday against the Giants. Yeah. The Bengals lose 19 to 17. In typical Bengals fashion, they clawed back into the game, had a chance at the end on the 50-yard line to get into field goal range, which was about 20 to 25 yards away. And on the first play of the last possession, Brandon Allen is strip-sacked, and the New York Giants go on to win the game 19-17. Bengals go to 2-8-1, fifth consecutive losing season, 23rd losing season in the last 30 years, 35th losing season in 53 seasons of Bengals football. Um, <sighs> that about sums it up, right? I mean, yeah. it's just like... 23 of 30 losing seasons, and then long, That's all under Mike Brown, by the way. Long sigh. You know, you just sigh, and you're just uh, depressed. Uh, yeah, I mean, like you said, the season ended after Burrow's injury. There is just nothing really redeeming about this football team right now. Um, and like we said, I mean, I, I thought they should have brought in a veteran, um, like a solid backup to kind of help Joe Burrow along. Um, in his rookie year, they decided not to. I don't know why. Um, Ryan Finley stunk, and we saw that. We knew that. You know, so there's nothing really to change there. 
Um, Brandon Allen was bad. He wasn't as bad as Ryan Finley, but um, it's just like what what is my reasoning to watch this team right now? Why why Higgins? Why would I watch this team? You say T. Higgins is great, but how, we can't. We're not going to be able to get him the ball on a consistent basis. Well, he know? had five catches on five targets on Sunday. Right, but I mean, he could be. I, I feel like the the worst part is Alex is that I know, I don't think I know that they would have beaten Washington if Joe Burrow stayed healthy. I know they would have really. Beaten the Gi- yeah, I know they would have beaten the Giants had Joe Burrow been healthy. I mean, they would have won that game. So they'd be 4-6-1 right and now. And they'd be building momentum. I'm not saying they'd be a playoff team, but they'd be building like, okay, look at what we can do. We just get a little better in some of these areas. Like, we could be a team next year. We could be a, in the, you know, a real playoff team next year, potentially. Okay, but there still is talent here. There's talent, but it's not good. It's their, their defense is not very good. Yeah, we know that. They have no pass rush. Zero. They gotta restart. They gotta scrap it all. They gotta redo it all. We need pat. They can't get to the quarterback. I mean, they can't. I think they're dead last in sacks. Correct me if I'm wrong. Thirteen sacks. Thirteen sacks this Thirteen. year. Thirteen sacks this year. Carl Lawson has four. No other Bengals player has more than one. Teams get eight. There, there have been teams who have had eight sacks in a game this year. I think or something. The Eagles had eight against us in Week Three. Right. We have thirteen sacks this year. We can't get to the quarterback. I get there's injuries. DJ Reader going down. Still, they don't have enough pass rush. Carl Lawson's fine. He's okay. Sam Hubbard's an average defensive end, I think. He's been out, right? He's still hurt. Yeah, but there's no one. There's nothing. To but the problem is, but the problem is, there's no one to compliment Carl Lawson on the defensive line, and he right. traded away Carlos Dunlap. Well, you and know. look what he's been doing with Seattle. Well, that was a, that was just like you got to cut the cancer out of the locker. Yes, yeah, but at the okay. Yes, but at the same time, I will now make the claim, and there's two sides to every story that Lou and Aruma potentially ruined Carlos Dunlap. Carlos Dunlap, Carlos Dunlap does not play in a three-four system. He's not a defensive lineman or a defensive end who is who likes to be told, "Hey, drop back into coverage." No, that's not Carlos Dunlap. Carlos Dunlap is the all-time Bengals leader in sacks for a reason. Because he has the ability to get after the quarterback. And Luan Arumo, who apparently does not know that concept, decides, no, I'm going to have him drop back in coverage. Well, what good does that do? What good, what good does that do if you're Carlos Dunlap? And yes, I understand he was a cancer to the locker room. But there's a reason, perhaps, for that. Maybe. He knows. Because he's been on winning teams. He's been on winning Bengals teams. Like, he's such an easy guy to be around, yes, when things are going well. You see him, he's all happy in Seattle. That's a winning culture right there, Zach. Seattle recognized they needed a pass rusher, and they got one in Carlos Dunlap. I, yeah, look, I, I'm not... Has their defense been better the last few weeks? The, yeah, the, look, the Bengals did not... I mean, they haven't, I'm not going to defend the Bengals organization. Um, I think Carlos Dunlap... Could have, I think he could have handled himself better on the way out. I think, uh, you know, he, he, he came, um, he, the, the stuff with the, I don't know, he seemed awfully selfish at times. But I, I, I don't know. I think, um, I just think the Bengals right now, we, we talk about it, def- like defensively, I don't know what they have. I think Jesse Bates is a good player. I, I do, but I don't know what, like, who who's... Who's a big-time difference maker that they have defensively right now? Who, who is a guy that you can look at and say, wow, this guy makes winning plays, great, like a guy that you feel no like. No one. Exactly. 
Jesse Bates. That's yes. about it. Yes. None of the linebackers, but they're you know they're young. Nobody up front really to me. Carl Lawson's fine. I think Carl Lawson's good. Um, I think you know the thing with him can, is I think been, he can do something. He can build something with Carlos Dunlap. He, I think, I think uh, Carl Lawson's got to you know just stay healthy consistently. That's been a problem. Yeah. Um, but right now, I just don't. And and there have been you know your your free agency got you know Reader and Trey Wayne's going down hurts you, but. Uh, it's it's just there's no good. They don't have enough good play. You hate to be, you know, it's hate to say something so obvious, but they just don't have enough good players defensively. That's the problem. Like they don't have good players. It's the same. It's the same recurring theme, week after week. I mean, the Giants had nearly triple as many yards as the Bengals did last week. That doesn't happen by accident. Now, you mentioned the Bengals don't have a lot of great players game-changing players on the defensive side, and I agree with you. They have some players who can do some things well. Vaughn Bell is great in run coverage. Mackenzie Alexander's been on and off in pass coverage. When he's on, I think he's very good. Logan Wilson's shown some flashes. Akeem Davis-Gaither's been okay. He, he made a great play on Sunday, pass breakup. Josh Bynes had a nice game on Sunday, but you're right, Zach. It's just the inconsistency of this Bengals defense. Like Even when they were even when they beat Jacksonville, they still gave up 380-some-odd yards. And their two-minute defense is about as atrocious as, it, as any defense I've ever seen. So that's the problem. Now, going back to the quarterback situation, you know, I, I brought this up on our show Monday. So Andy Dalton was released one. He was released on Thursday, April 30th, okay? Two days later, the Dallas Cowboys signed him. Smart move. And what that said was, it, it's one thing to go all in on your, to, to, to go all in on a quarterback. I love that the Bengals are going all in on Joe Burrow. That's fine, but you have to protect him. And the and one way to ensure this protection and to have a contingency plan if something were to happen is you need a competent backup quarterback. And unfortunately, Ryan Finley is not a competent backup quarterback. He's in his second year. He should be a third stringer. He should be where Brandon Allen was. Brandon Allen was the quarterback that was socially distanced and kept away from the other quarterbacks in case something were to happen to Burrow and Finley. That should have been Ryan Finley. And they should have gone after a backup quarterback. They couldn't have gone after Teddy Bridgewater. They couldn't have gone after Joe Flacco. They couldn't have gone after, oh, I don't know, maybe kept Andy Dalton. They could have kept, hmm, um, who else could they have gotten? Um, just just anybody. Yeah. And, you know, if Andy Dalton was here and Burrow would have learned from Andy Dalton, you know, someone who has played in this AFC North division before, he may not have a great record against the Steelers, but he had a decent record against the Ravens. Andy Dalton, a matter of fact, Andy Dalton and the Bengals swept the Ravens twice. So they know, okay, they, they, they know how to play against, I mean, he knew how to play against the AFC North. I, I, I don't know about Andy Dalton. I don't think Andy Dalton, like, they had to keep Andy Dalton because he, was expen- he would have been expensive as a backup. You know, he would have cost a lot. It, it's just a lot of money for him to be a backup. But if something were to happen, you'd have him. That's true. But I don't know how much, how, you know, how good would this team be if Andy Dalton was a quarterback? Would they be that much better? I don't know. 
I mean, they'd be a little better, but I don't think I don't think it, it's a, it's a big difference, really. I think it's just kind of like I don't know if they'd beat. I still don't know if they'd beat many of these teams. Like I just don't know. I think Dalton would have been be- is better than Brandon Allen. Don't get me wrong, but I, I think you're kind of starting to see. In fact, I think I'm starting to see the kind of the Dalton flaws. It's just kind of like nothing. Uh, and it, with Dallas, he's just not to get on Andy Dalton tangent, but he's just kind of vanilla and just can't you know just doesn't really make the big time throws. It doesn't make the big time plays. A lot of dinking and dunking. I think that's what kind of what Dalton has done in Dallas and maybe. But I, no, I, I think Dalton would have been a good good backup. I don't think it would have made sense to keep him. I'm just saying, like any like competent back, like I, I would have taken a Joe Flacco. Um. I'd rather have a Joe Flacco or something like that. I just think they were yeah. they were not prepared. Um, I mean, they've just it's gotten worse and worse with the backup quarterback situation for the Cincinnati Bengals. I mean, think about when Palmer went down to the playoff game. Who came in? John Kidna, nine-year veteran. That's fine. Yeah. Um, when Palmer went down, no way. Ryan Fitzpatrick. He, that was him before we know him now, but it turns out that was, Fitz, you know. Fitz can play. Okay, uh, that's fine. So Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um, and then the backup quarterbacks ranged from A.J. McCarron, Jason Campbell. Um, Josh Johnson. Is he a backup? Yeah, well. Yeah, he's great. He was okay. Um, uh, Jeff Driscoll. Really, really after A.J. <laughs> really after AJ wow. McCarron, Jeff Driscoll. It started. It started with Jeff Driscoll, and then it went all the way down to um, now Brandon Allen. I mean, this is the problem. Like you benched Andy Dalton for Ryan Finley. But wasn't that a isn't that a good thing, Alex? That <sighs> because they saw that Ryan Finley can't play, so they knew like, okay, we got yes, we got to make sure we get it. But if you're gonna, if you're going to bench your nine year quarterback, which I didn't. I didn't like the way it was done. I mean, just you know, look at look at the state of the organ. Look at the state of the Bengals organization. Ever since Marvin Lewis was let go, the whole point of it was that we needed to get over the hump. We've only regressed since then. I mean, we haven't even mentioned Zach Taylor yet. You know, his career record now is four twenty two and one. And if there's anyone out there who is going to defend him being the Bengals head coach, I'm sorry. You have no clue what you're talking about. Wow, Alex, he's going for the he's going for the kill. Well what, what why should Zach Taylor be the head coach? He shouldn't be. No. He should never have been. No. He was not never qualified. No. He stood next to a urinal next to stood in a urinal next to Sean McVay and, you know, for a season or two and it was like, Okay, this guy must know something about offense. He must be a genius or a guru. Well, I mean no. the, And you can say, well, his play calling was better in week six, seven, and eight, and the Bengals were putting up points. Mm, you wanna know you wanna know why the reason the reason why they were putting up those points? Why is that, Alex? Um, his first name is Joe, his last name is Burrow. Correct. And coronavirus sounds a lot better than coronavirus. coronavirus. That's my cousin's fantasy football team name. Coronavirus <laughs> is a lot better than coronavirus. <laughs> That's a new one. I haven't heard that one. Uh, no, but yeah, I add, that, add that to my lexicon of catchphrases. The the, the uh, Zach Taylor. What you said? Four twenty. What and one? Four twenty two and one. Four twenty two and one. Now let me. I, I forget who was talking. Making the argument, but people, you know, are like 
you know, if you wanted to argue about Zach Taylor, yeah, but they don't have good players. They don't have this. They don't, you know, maybe just they don't have a good roster. Okay, let me tell you. Brian Flores last year, right? They were dead in the water. Yeah. Right? They were. They started miserably. They were horrible. But you know what they did? Oh, they figured some things out. They made adjustments, and they found ways to win games, right? They ended up building momentum into this year, right? And, you know, they were – I remember when Tank for Tua was a thing, like when Tua was yeah. the top quarterback draft prospect, and the Dolphins didn't even get the top overall pick, and they still landed Tua. They still get Tua, and now they're a pl- – I mean, they're borderline playoff team, right? Well, they're going to win on Sunday, so they'll be 8-4. and four. Yeah, they're going to make the pl- – they're, they're, they're going to make the playoffs, I think, right? Barring an unforeseen I mean, collapse. Raiders lost to the Falcons by 60. So, I mean, this is – they might be out. And the Ravens are – I mean, they're pretty much out. The Ravens are in big trouble. Let's just say that. The Ravens are in big yes, trouble. Yes, they're in they're huge pro- trouble. They're probably not going to make the playoffs. Still early, but it's getting early late. It's getting late early, I should say. For no, both. I think it's, well, trouble. I mean, they have a winnable game against Dallas next Tuesday, but. A winnable game against, well, they have a quarterback. Uh, yes, Lamar, Lamar should, okay. barring, you know, that he tests negative and whatnot, he should be able to play against All the. Right. Then they'll probably win that one. So they'll be seven and five. Okay. I don't know, but we'll see. But you can't. I mean, yeah. What you're saying? The Bengals are at Miami this week. Brian Flores. He's done an unbelievable job with that team. He's and not only that, job. Zach. The Dolphins go five and eleven and finish the season five and four. Right. He fires multiple assistant coaches after the season. Because he knows what he's doing. Exactly. That guy knows what the hell he's doing. Exactly. And he knows how to win. Are the Dolphins the most talented team no. in the league? No. Can you name me one wide receiver that they have? Devontae Parker. That's it. Name me another one. Preston Williams. Sorry, I, I know I'm being that asshole that is like. Well, you've always been. Be well, you've, you've always been that cynical asshole. That trying to trying to be a little snarky, but you're not the. I'm not the right person to ask that. Humble brag. Exactly. Now I'll have to know. <laughs> I'll have to know them for tomorrow for our Bengals preview show. But yeah. again. If you ask a common NFL fan, can you name me one Dolphins wide receiver? Like, can you name me who the running back is? I can. Salvin Ahmed? Uh, it's Miles Gaskin. Miles Gaskin, okay. Okay. But again, yeah. it, it's, just, it, it's called coaching. And there are people out there who say, oh, you can't, you can't keep blaming this coach staff. You need to start blaming Joe Burrow. I'm not going to blame Joe Burrow. Blaming Joe Burrow? Who said that? I need their A names. Browns fan. Who said you need to start blaming Joe Burrow? I'm not I need men- to know this. I'm not going to mention names on the air. What? Who are you? Joe Burrow's the saving grace of the franchise. I want that guy. You're going to have to tell me that kid's name. I'm going to have to flood his DMs. He's actually, because if you don't blame actually, the owner. He's actually 50 years old, approximately. All right, whatever this guy. Whoever this guy is, you have to start blaming Joe Burrow. I, f- I feel sorrow for Joe Burrow because he got drafted by this organization and he gets his knee okay. torn up. Okay, but the Bengals, like, they, did, they did make some moves in the offseason, which last year, which suggests yeah. that they maybe could do that this offseason. Like, they now know, okay, they have to, they have to understand the significance of this offseason. Their quarterback's injured because of the offensive line. Let's be real. The, I don't the, the, the front office has to understand. How much of that, we didn't get to talk about it, how much of the Burrow injury is on the offensive line? How much do you equate of it on the offensive well, line? The offense, or is it just kind of a fluke play that's just like... You it's can, not a fluke play. At first, I thought it was. It was a football... At first, I thought it was just a football play. Mm, no. It's bad offensive line. Bad offensive line. I, I, I think it's a mix. I do think it's a mix. Because obviously... It's, it was borderline when I first saw it, but let's be honest. 
It, it, you can't be that naive and think like this was not like this wasn't a possibility. We talked about it from the day one. Like Bur- the game one against the Chargers, we're like, God, he's gonna get killed. Like Burrow's gonna get killed. In the first five weeks, he was sacked twenty-two times. Right, and it's just like you felt like it was inevitable. You were just hoping, okay, it's not gonna happen. Like he's not. Nothing bad's gonna happen. You're just like crossing your fingers, like it's gonna be okay. But then, in the deep down, you're like, "This is inevitable. Like, he's probably going to get hurt, and he ended up getting hurt." God, I, I just, I don't know how much. I, if Burroughs ends up missing a year, Alex, I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. He's not going to miss a year. I think. I don't think he's going to miss a year. No, either. I think he'll be back week one. Really? He's Joe Burrow. He's Iron Man. Carson Palmer was back seven months after his injury. That's true. That's true. Giovanni Bernard was out. Was back at for training camp. I think after his. Yes. Uh, when he tore his ACL a couple years back. Tyler Boyd also tore his ACL. When was that? 2018. Okay. Okay. So, I, I don't think it'll be a year. I really don't. I, I agree with you. I'm just hoping it's not. But the Bengals front office has to understand they need to shore up the offensive line. Absolutely. And, and, and if they don't, and if they don't, that's just flat out. Alex, say it with me. Tank for Sewell. Tank for Sewell. Tank for Sewell. Yes. Is that his name? Penne, Penne Sewell. Tank for him. I'll eat Penne Pasta for the next oh, however many no. days leading up to the draft no. if I have to. <laughs> um, so the Bengals are at the Dolphins this Sunday. Um, oh, it'll be a good one. Yeah. Um, I'll, t- I'll obviously pick the Dolphins to win. Yeah. I I'll say... Um, I'll say thirty-one to ten. I think I. I it's funny you say that because I was thinking like, I was thinking like thirty-one to thirteen, something like that. Thirty-one thirteen. I just think, look, I. I you might argue like, ah, oh, the doll. You know, are the Dolphins gonna? I don't think their offense is electric by any stretch. I mean, let's be honest, they lost to Denver, so. Uh, I don't think I they called that. I, I said Denver was going to win that game. They don't have an electrifying offense, but. With that being said, I think Fitz was they're back with Fitz. I think it's the right move. Right? They're sticking with Fitz, right? For this for this game. I don't know the answer to that. I think they're sticking with Fitz. Uh, I think that's the right move. I think if they want to win, they stick with Fitz. Um, so I, um, I I I agree. I think Miami wins comfortably, thirty-one thirteen. I just this Bengals team. How are they gonna? You're telling I, me they're going to score points? They're going to score enough points to... By the way, Zach Taylor said... He said Brandon Allen would be the starter after the game on Sunday. Yeah, I did He said... That. He's like, yeah, he yeah, he did enough. He's our starter next week. It, that was what it was. Someone asked him, like, so is Brandon Allen, do you think he's the starter next week? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I forget who asked it, but it was... That wasn't even... He hadn't even watched the tape of the game to know. Yeah, he's usually a... Uh, I don't know what to watch the tape. I don't, I don't know. I mean, is Zach Taylor mailing it in? Ask yourself that seriously. I don't know, I don't know if he's mailing. And by the way, and by the way, you can't bring him back next year. I think they will bring him back. Alex. Why? Because Burrow got hurt. That's what they'll use as their excuse. Okay, Burrow okay, okay but let, let's be real. It wasn't Zach Taylor the reason why the Bengals played better after the loss to the Ravens. It was Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow doesn't need Zach Taylor. No, he doesn't. Joe Burrow does not need Zach Taylor. What would you do, Alex? I gotta get your reaction to this. Let's say the Bengals fire Zach Taylor at the end of this year, which they should. 
and they hired Hugh Jackson. What would you do? Cross that bridge when it comes. <laughs> oh, my God. Wouldn't be good. But wasn't he? But wasn't that last time when? Was that was that Taylor basically is Hugh Jackson as the head coach? Just, really? Just you know, he's not Hugh Jackson. He's he is Hugh Jackson, but he's not Hugh Jackson. Yes. He just doesn't have an zero and sixteen on his resume. True. That's all right. We're off topic, but still. But what is there? It's seriously, this is the hard part. Like, what is there to really talk about? Like, it's hard to break down With the, the Bengals. Yeah. Uh, well, just the, don't, don't, besides what we've don't talk break about, down the, the games. Just talk things. about the organization. Talk right. about how. Talk about their exactly. inability to, you know, protect the investment Joe Burrow. Whether it's, you know, having a quality backup quarterback on the roster. It's just a matter of looking at every single asset of the team critically. Right. You know, you can't just. You're thinking too. One dimensionally, you're thinking, well, you know, we're going all in on Joe Burrow. That's fine, but you have to have contingency plan. It's one thing to it's one thing to think like that, but you can't in the NFL. You can't like New England. They, you know, Tom Brady leaves in free agency, and they Jared Stidham. Okay, but they decided no, we're going to go get someone better. We're going to go get Cam Newton. Ooh. And you know, as 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 ugly as he's been this season, they're they're five and six. I think Cam stinks. Yeah, but at least Bill Belichick, you know he's going to – he His defense is just figures it out. When the Patriots were 2-5, and five, did you think they were going to eventually go to 5-11? and 11? Did I think they – You had to have known that Bill Belichick – No, I didn't think they'd finish 5-11. And that defense – and that defense – or that team was going to figure it out. I thought they'd finish like 7-9. and nine. I, still I mean, they're at the L.A. Chargers this week, which I think could be a win. And next thing you know, they're 6-6. Six and six. They're out of the fight, though, in the playoffs, don't you think? I think they're, they have a very outside chance of getting in, but at least they're not tanking. At least they're going to finish, which actually may be a bad thing if they don't tank. But still, that team, it's called coaching. It's all it is. You know, it, it, it makes me sick when I see New Orleans has won two straight games with Taysom Hill, and their quarterback's out. Last year, Teddy Bridgewater started five games in place of Drew Brees. What was their record? Were they 5-1? They were 5-0. 5-0. 5-0. And did they shrink the playbook for Teddy Bridgewater? I don't think so. No. No? Oh, no. Because that's called coaching. Sean Payton, one of the best in the league. I'll give him credit. I didn't think Taysom Hill was going to be... Well, well, he hasn't played great. So you can but... talk about the organization. You can talk about... Don't mean to cut you off there. You, no, you're um, the coaching, you know, The coaching staff, which is just abysmal... Um, Zach Taylor is the most coach speak head coach I've ever heard. Like everything he yeah. says, he says all the right things. But if it doesn't come into fruition on Sunday, right. then what he says Me leading too. up to Sunday are moot points and exactly. fruitless. Exactly. That's what I. That's been my problem. I listen. I like Zach. There's Taylor. no equity. And Mo Egger talks about equity. There's no equity. Right. I like Zach Taylor. I think he's a perfectly fine guy. I don't think he's like. To be honest, I thought Marvin was at least, was very obnoxious with the media at times. Um, I just was not a. I I'd rather have that. I was not a Marvin fan when it came to the media dealings. But you're right. I think Zach Taylor is just kind of like vanilla with the ants, just like not giving away a lot, which is fine. But it is like it, he says. I wouldn't even say he says like the right thing. He just says like, co- right. You're right. It's coach speak. It's. We're looking. We're, look, we got a culture here. You know, we got a culture. Well, there is no culture. We don't have a culture here. Well, there, the culture is lo- finding ways to lose. Like that's our culture. We, you can't. Right. You can't say, oh, all right, we're building a culture. We got a culture. We got a great culture. He said culture a thousand times. Like, 
what's the culture, Zach? Like, you haven't won a road game. Like, what's going on? Like, what's our culture? Like, this is not right. You, you, if you can't back it up, we can't hear all this stuff about. Yeah, there's well, no we're there, building a culture here. There's no culture. There's no identity. There's no direction where this team is going. Like I, I pointed this out on Sunday. Can you say the Giants have a direction that they're going in? I mean, I don't think the Giants are great. Like I don't think their future is like great. But I think at the very least, like they know, like. Make sure mic off. Thanks, Alex. Yeah, why don't you? Well, why don't I? Uh... Why don't I cl- clasp that one back onto my All right, my so, so uh, what I was saying is the Giants, like, okay, you're saying they're not great, but, but can but can you say they have a direction? I mean, they have they have Danny Dimes. They have... Uh, Stop. You think that's you think that's has to do with the direction? I'm talking their defense. Okay, their defense is good. I think the Giants mainly, like, I don't think the Giants are going to be a player in the NFC East for years to come. But, I think, but the NFC East isn't very good. Right, but that's the thing. I think the G, the NFC East is the reason they have a shot is because the NFC East stinks, right? I mean, that's more what, than stinks. I mean, it stinks. They're, they're going to win six games and win the division. Um, so yeah, we'll see. I, I I don't know the Giants. You think they're great? Because I watched them on Saturday, uh, Sunday, and the Bengals. I mean, I mean, look, if you're if that Bengals team has a shot to beat you in the closing seconds, woo. Ooh, I know it's the NFL. There's a lot of parity, but the Bengals. I mean, they're they were. It is funny you dead. say that because like the, the other the other two wins, their three game winning streak are against Philadelphia and Washington. Okay. And now I'm Washington. Look, they've been playing better as of late. Philadelphia stinks. Uh, their only other their only other win is against Washington. So when they step outside the division, they're one and seven. So who's so who's in the driver's seat? The Giants, right? Or is it Washington? Uh, Giants, right? The Giants are in first place right now. So were they? Because they swept Washington. The Philly, the Phillies, the the Eagles. Their schedule is brutal. The Eagles still play Green Bay. Yeah, they. I think they're losing that one. Well, they're totally losing that game. They play Dallas again. They play Dallas. At, they play Dallas on the road, which they could honestly win that game. Okay. They play Washington at home. Okay. And then. They they they've played everybody in the AFC North. They, I believe they still play Arizona. Matter of fact, I know they play Arizona. They're gonna lose. They Probably. play well. Arizona's I don't know. Gonna, Arizona's kind Arizona's of Arizona's hitting. I don't know they're hot and cold. I mean, they're really. They're, they're a talented them. team, but they they're not consistent. No. And I think and I think that will come with as Kyler Murray, you know, yeah. gets more experience. Right. They're not a bad team by any means. They're not bad. They just. They're not. I mean, they're not Seattle. No, I think. Yeah, I don't think. I think Seattle. Seattle's the favorite to win that division, considering they still get LA at home. They get it. They've already beaten Arizona at home. They still go to San Francisco, which I'm not really concerned. Yeah. Well, I mean, San Francisco was another team. They're just kind of like it could be a pain in your butt. I mean, they lost to they lost to the. Um, they got crushed by the Saints. Right. They got crushed by the Saints, but they. I mean, they beat. Look what they did to New England, right? And then look what they did to and New England's not great, but I mean they, they bashed their brains out, you know. And then the Rams. Uh, and the Rams. Look what they did. The Rams. Golf had a terrible game. They, they, they're two and zero against the Rams. And Zach, how many players were were they missing on Sunday? Is this a trivia question? For me? No, no. I'm, I'm just asking you because they, they were a two, lot of players. Two dozen. Yes, and they won. What's that due to? Kyle Shanahan knows what he's doing. Exactly. 
I mean, it's, called, imagine, it's called schematics. I mean, imagine how much more compelling that division would be if they were healthy right now. It would be, either be a game changer. I mean, San Francisco's the fourth best team in the division. That's saying something. What's their record now? Five and six. And would you be shocked if they beat Buffalo on Monday Night Football this week? Where's that game at? Well, it's in Arizona because the Niners can't play in San, oh, in San Francisco right? because of the, the county ban on contact sports. I didn't come prepared. This guy came prepared. I didn't come prepared. I, I wouldn't be sure. Where, where was your head been? It's been in the news. I, I knew that they couldn't play. I just It didn't register that they, they couldn't play in there. I just wasn't thinking Folks, about Folks, this is what I've been dealing with for two... How, how, long, how, long, how long have you and I have been doing the show? Right? Well, we started in the spring of the... Uh, Our second year. What a lifetime ago that seems like. Was it um, in the fall? Yeah. No, well, you, you you would come on in the fall of, of 2018 for the last 30 minutes. Fantasy. fantasy. Yeah, fantasy football top four performers. Yeah. Okay. And then and then I made the maybe questionable decision to bring you on as co-host. Wow. Yeah. In February of 2019. So that's how long we've been doing it. Photographing. So, so it'll be two, two years. It'll be two years in February. So, I mean, San Francisco to me, it wouldn't shock me if they beat Buffalo, but... I favor the Bills, obviously, uh, but no, they're they're just pesky though. They could they could jump up on Buffalo and beat them. Like I, even without even with all the injuries, is Nick Mullins their quarterback still? Yeah, but good I, lord, how are they winning games? That's that's one of those backup quarterbacks where he's not proven, but he's pretty talented. I guess I'll never get the Philadelphia game out of my sight when I think of Nick Mullins. But okay, if he's winning, if he look, he he won he's winning some games, so I guess he's not that bad. But. All right, so we so let, so speaking of that, there's some there's other NFL games this week which we'll get to right now. Uh, we mentioned Bills 49ers, so no Thursday night game tonight because the Cowboys and the Ravens was pushed to next Tuesday because the Ravens had their fiasco with the COVID-19 outbreak and they finally played yesterday against the Steelers, losing 19 to 14. So this Sunday, what do we got? Uh, Saints Falcons. Eh, I mean, Fal- Falcons are. Spoilers. I feel like they'll, they'll... Atlanta's not a bad team. They really aren't. I mean, think about Atlanta, Alex. I mean, if they would have just won those two games, they, they've just choked, had two of the most embarrassing chokes of all time against the Bears and Dallas, right? I mean, they would yeah. be... They'd, they'd be, be six and five. They'd, they'd be six and five. Things. Yeah. Uh, Lions, Bears, LOL. Um, Colts, Texans is interesting. I mean, the Texans... It's funny how Atlanta and Houston, those two teams, Zach, they get rid of their head coaches, and they've been better ever since. Yeah. Um, yeah the Colts, I was really high on them after that win over Green Bay, but after seeing them get just run over by Tennessee. What, yeah, what are the Colts? Like, are they... I don't know what the I don't Colts know. are. I don't know. I think they're That's okay. That's what I said about Tennessee last year. I just don't know what the Colts. I don't think they're great. I don't see them winning a playoff game. I could be wrong, but... And they, and they may struggle to make it into the playoffs. Right. Um, I mean, they might not make it. Like, right. they beat Green Bay, but they had nine holding penalties in that game. And <laughs> did you watch the end of that Colts-Packers game? I did, yeah. They Did Indianapolis try to give that game away? Yeah. Because they, they converted the fourth down, and then they kept getting penalized. Right. And then Rodgers hits Valdez Scanlon on... Uh, by the way, that throw? Yeah. Don't you wish you could do that? That was funny. That was incredible. I mean, he put that, that in the, incredible Rodgers. He put that in the absolute perfect spot. I here's we're talking about like the Colts will they make the playoffs? I, the game might it might come down to Raiders Colts next week, right? I mean that could be like where's that game? That's going to be in Vegas. Oh, that might be for a playoff. That wow. could be for a playoff spot, right? I, I mean, mean that's going to be legitimately. 
I mean, that is going to be a heavyweight fight. Is that a primetime game or a? I don't. It's a, it's a four o'clock game, so. probably. I think it is at. It well, is a four o five. Yeah. What's the Sunday night game next week? Oh, Steelers Bills. Oh, I can get behind that. Oh, I'm down for that. Steelers Bills. What's Monday night? Next week. Oh, it's Ravens, Ravens Browns. Browns. I can get behind that too. Raven, Ravens. By the way, asses are in the jackpot. They better win that. What did you just say? Their asses in the jackpot. <laughs> That's, remember, you seen that clip? Have you seen that that Cindergard when when Cindergard got thrown out? When Cindergard got thrown out, when Cindergard got thrown out for throwing behind Chase Utley. Do you remember that? No. And, and Terry Collins is all angry. <laughs> Terry Collins. And and the and the ump is like, Terry, you know you know why we had to do that. Our ass is in the jackpot. That's basically that's what the umpire said that. Yeah, because they were. They, Who was the umpire? I forget. I forget what the, I forget who the umpire was, but. That was funny. <laughs> um, we mentioned Bengals, Dolphins, Jaguars, Vikings, LOL. Yeah. Raiders, Jets, LOL. Um, although the Raiders just lost to the Falcons. Uh, Raiders. Speaking of the Browns. That one. Speaking of the Browns, here we go, Freeze. Browns, Titans. That's a that's an interesting game, but I, I I'm not gonna I'm not trying to discredit the Browns. I thought the Browns would be a playoff team at the beginning of the year, and they're going to be. I I just I think my, they're good. I think they're good. They're 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 getting fat, I would say, on bad teams, right? I mean, they're they're not playing great, but they're getting fat against bad teams. They're playing their own style. They're playing a little Browns ball, playing some solid Browns defense, ball. running the ball. I mean, they're not asking Baker unless he's playing the Bengals to just sling it around. He's just kind of managing the game, and I'll give him credit. I mean, they're running the ball. They got Chubb. They got Hunt. They're relying on a defense that's played pretty well. Miles Garrett's, Miles Garrett's back this week, but here's the thing. Here's the thing, Zach. That I think about the Browns against the Steelers and the Ravens, who are two teams kind of similar to Tennessee. They'll run the football and they'll play defense. Um, the Browns lost those two games by a combined score of seventy-six uh, to thirteen. I would, yeah. Now I'd both love. those games were both those games were on the road. Their only other loss was a 16-6 loss at home to Las Vegas, which I do think is a fluke. Yeah, that was a, that was a bad weather. game. And they've won three games ever since three three straight games since then. But I think about this game. It's I I, I do think the Browns can play with Tennessee. I think Tennessee is catching fire at the right time. I think it's going to be a close game because I think Tennessee just kind of play like I know they're trying to run they're trying to run the ball. Uh, I think it'll be a pretty close game, but I think the I think Tennessee is starting to. We talked about it. I was I was going to hop off. See, that's what Tennessee does to you. They make you want to hop off the bandwagon because they lose to the Bengals, and it's like. Yeah, how can I? How okay, can but that you, was with Joe Burrow. That was with Joe Burrow. But, but that did was you a bad think? Loss, did right? you think after they lost to the Colts that they were a playoff team? No. Well, after I, they lost, I didn't think. I didn't think they were a playoff team. Right. Exactly. But now they've sucked you back in because they beat the Ravens in kind of a hard-fought game. Then they they smashed the Colts last week on the road. So I think they've kind of got their swagger. They got their mojo back. I'm back on like this is like. This is like a th- uh, I'm on the bandwagon. In two weeks, two weeks ago, I was probably like, "Yeah, they might. They're probably not a playoff team." Now I think they're like, "All right, this is a team that's going to be dangerous in the playoffs. Like, this is a team that could beat the Chiefs. Like, they're on that kind of level right now." I think they can play with Kansas City. But after watching Kansas City last week, and that's that what they do, actually and that play keep away, and that right? quarterback masterclass. Okay, yes, that's fine. But that quarterback masterclass by Patrick Mahomes last Sunday, you're telling me someone's beating that? 
And you're telling me someone's stopping a 6'8", 275-pound Mack truck, Tractor Cedo, Derrick Henry? Just keep if the if, there, the if, there's any, if there's any team that can do it, it's Kansas City. I guess I don't gotta, think they will, but Kansas, Kansas City can play with any. Kansas City can no, beat Kansas anybody. Kansas City's the best team. There's no doubt. I mean, did you see what Tyreek Hill did to Tampa's secondary? And they and by the way, they he probably should have had more. I mean, they took their foot off the gas. I feel like they still should have like they probably should have just kept giving, trying to figure out a way to get him the ball. That is the thing stop. about that is the thing about Kansas City. They they don't play sixty minutes, but they play the parts of the they game should, they need yeah, to. I mean, they should have. That shouldn't have been as much of the sweat as it was, but. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I like Tennessee in that game for for what it's worth. I don't know. I, I think it's it's probably a six seven point game. I think that spread's about right. right. But we're getting really off topic here. Other games this week: Rams, talk. Rams, Cardinals. That's an interesting game because the loser of that, if the Cardinals lose that game, six and six, they might be done. Cardinals are in trouble. And the Rams, like after they beat Tampa Bay, I'm I was all in on that team, and then they lose a clunker to San Francisco on their home turf. I mean, win, win on Sunday, and yes, you're back in the race, and you still have a shot at Seattle. The Rams still kind of control their own destiny to win the NFC West, even though they're a game back at first place. I've never been, you know me, I've never been fond of Jared Goff. Um, this is gonna. This is an interesting one. I, how do you, tr- I feel like I can't trust either of these teams. I kind of like Arizona just because I feel like I'll tr- I can trust Kyler to bounce back, uh, but that's tough. I don't know. It's that's a tough game. I feel like the the Rams to me might be. I think the Rams might be the better team. I do. I think the Rams might be the better football team. I just I don't know. I kind of I struggle with that one, but I, I, my gut makes me want to pick Arizona. Although that that loss last week to New England was. That was tough. There, that goal line stand at the end of that half proved to be. I don't know if you saw it, but I did not. The end of that half. I was they, at the Bengals game. They called Ken. You know, they didn't. Kenya Drake got a carry, and they didn't call him in, and it looked like he was probably in, but they didn't have enough evidence. So that was huge. They probably should have won the game, but All right. that was a tough one. I, I'd probably lean Cardinals. I don't know. Go with the Rams. Go ride with Goff. All right, Giants Seahawks. This, this game does intrigue me a little bit because okay. the Giants, to me, they have some sort of an identity. Do okay. I think they'll beat Seattle? No. Eagles-Packers, LOL. Why is that the CBS game of the week? Explain that to me. Because it's Rodgers. I don't know. Because the Eagles are going to get their bus- the Eagles are going to get their asses. Ripped. I don't know. That's that's a good question. They're going to they're, they're get their asses handed the jackpot. In other words, <laughs> uh, pa- in the jackpot. Patriots-Chargers. Eh. I, I mean, know. it's it's Belichick versus Who a wins that game? it's Belichick versus a rookie quarterback. I'll take New England. I guess that's a good point. Although Herbert's really Herbert's really good. He is really good. He's exceeded my. I, I didn't think he was going to be as good as. He I was. thought he should have been the starter of week one. To he be definitely should have been the starter of week one. Uh, Sunday night football Broncos Chiefs. LOL. Uh, that's Denver that's Denver your Denver Sunday Denver, night game. Denver is going to have a quarterback. I mean, I, I'll take Kansas City by thirty. Yeah. Uh, Washington and the Steelers, and then the Cowboys and the Ravens round out the week, extending into Tuesday. Let's go to college football uh, coming up this week. Uh, we do now have a top 25 matchup, BYU-Coastal Carolina. I mean, BYU, Wait, I mean, are they playing? Yes. When did I, how did I miss this? Because you did. When did this Because your ass was in the jackpot. My ass is in the jackpot. Alex is going to wear that one out. When's that one, Alex? Uh, let's find out. It's Saturday. 
Saturday because li because liber Liberty has COVID-19 issues. So we're getting... I think BYU is going to be... BYU Coastal Carolina, 5.30 on ESPNU of all channels. Um, is BYU, Alex, is BYU going to get themselves into the playoff hunt with this win over Coastal? No. Absolutely not. No. I, no, no. New Year's Six worthy? Fine. Sure. That's fine. Now, no I do. I, I give them some credit. They have won some games this year. I think BYU to be if we're if we're going on this. I think BYU, if Georgia were to get a New Year's Six, and BYU wouldn't, I think it's blasphemy. Georgia lost two. They've lost two games. They got basically. I mean, let's be honest. They got blown out pretty much in both of those games. They really haven't beaten anybody all that good, right? I mean, who have they beaten that's all that good? Is they beat Auburn? Yeah, I don't know. I would Auburn stinks. Auburn's. They I mean, stink. I mean, Auburn's solid, but they got hosed by Alabama. Right. I like Auburn. I don't yeah. think it's very good. Anyway, uh, top twenty-five Friday at eight thirty on ESPN. It's Louisiana and Appalachian State. Saturday on ABC, number four Ohio State and Michigan State currently tentative. Um, ESPN at noon, Texas A&M number five at Auburn. We need Auburn to win that game. I think Auburn has no shot. Not no shot, but... We only have 15 minutes left. I feel like we haven't even talked about... I mean, ever since we've been on the air, the Bearcats have been well, in, the top, to say, in right? the top 10 of the college football playoff rankings. Look, it's great because there's an outside chance that this can happen, that the Bearcats can, can get into the playoff. Just got to win two against Tulsa, right? Is, it Tul is Tulsa locked into the... No. They need to win one of their last two games. Who are they playing? Uh, Navy and us. If they lost, but if they lost, if both. they lost both games and Memphis wins both games, Memphis would come here to play Cincinnati. Man, I'd lick my chops if we got Memphis. Here oh, again. I would love if we play Memphis again. All right, I think we beat their. I don't think that's gonna. Happen. I think Memphis is bad, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. By the way, the UCF game that was a great win. That was a great win. Well, that's the thing. I think Alex, it's like we there's not really a lot to talk about. UCs, I know, have been going through COVID issues. Um, but they'll be ready for next week. That's not a concern. They'll be ready. It'll be it'll be resolved by then. They're, they're going to be, be two fine. full weeks without playing. I think they'll romp Tulsa, to be honest. Really? This is where I, I'm like, I think they'll win, but it's, again, Tulsa's got some sort of weird voodoo on their side this year. They had no business beating East Carolina. Zero they business had. beating East Carolina. They shouldn't have beat Tulane either, right? They shouldn't have beaten UCF. And they should. They were down twenty-three to five. This is where they got some Cincinnati, sort of weird though. voodoo work in their in their direction. Yeah, voodoo, my like voodoo, my ass in the jackpot. Voodoo only happens voodoo in my the ass in the jackpot. That's that's the quote of the year. Right. Um, in addition to uh, every time Jeremiah Davenport's going to dunk, it looks like he's about to commit a crime on the rim. It was rap. Rap said that, right? Yeah, rap did say that. We, are we going to get to the shootout? Are we going to make it? We we'll be all right. Um, other notable top twenty-five games this week: number two Notre Dame hosts Syracuse, please. Number six Florida's at Tennessee, please. Number nine Iowa State. Number nine Iowa State. They're good. Is hosting. They are good. Uh, they have really bounced back nicely after that loss to Louisiana, which isn't even a bad loss. Uh, they're playing West Virginia. Here's a great game on ABC at three thirty. Number twelve Indiana is at number sixteen Wisconsin. Uh. ABC primetime number three Clemson is at Virginia Tech. Clemson's going to beat them by twenty. I'll take Clemson in that game. Yeah, Clemson, it I could mean, be a little tough because you're playing on the road in a cold environment in December, which Clemson may not be used to. Yeah, but yeah, Clemson's going to win by twenty-five, thirty yeah. points probably. Clemson still, and that loss to Notre Dame, I'm not even. Now, if they, I am confident that they're beating Notre Dame. 
right? In the in the conference championship. I, mean, I think I'd be, I think I'd be naive not to be. I just think they're going to win. They know they have to win. I'm, Notre Dame is going to make the playoff now, right? I mean, there's no. Is there any real debate about that? I don't think so. Well, I mean, unless they, they got like rolled by Clemson, but I don't even think that. I think so. I still think they're in. American games this week: Tulsa's at Navy, Houston, SMU. That okay. I thought got postponed again. SMU did get postponed. Right? Yeah, and then Memphis and Tulane. Where is that game? It's in New Orleans. It's on ESPN Plus. Memphis in New. might lose that game. Wouldn't shock me. Yeah, well, wouldn't shock me either. But moving on. Um, so Sunday. Sunday. Uh, the Bengals play Sunday. But there's also another game today. Oh, let's go, Alex. Let's go. What what we've been waiting for. Yes. Well, again, it's tentative. Oh, so you're going to pull this on me? It's tentative? That's what you're going to tell me? Well, I mean, you know, you get your hopes up for anything it, it, in 2020. It would be very 2020 for them to, for someone to pop COVID positive and then it's canceled and then we can't play for two weeks. And if it's on Xavier, you better believe they're getting trashed. They're getting trashed. Um, anyway, so the Bearcats won last night over Lipscomb 67-55. Excuse Mm -hmm. me. They trailed by nine points on two instances. But, as was the case so many times last year, they, uh, were able to back themselves in, to get themselves out of that backed-in corner. And win! Just like on senior night last year, right? Just, just, just like we never left last year. If that's an indication of how this season's going to go, I might not make it through. Um, <laughs> yeah. It was Lipscomb. I mean, guys, look. You might need like 100 beers. Lipscomb, I think, played horribly. I'll start with that. Which tells you something, because they were up by nine in the second half. <laughs> so, uh, look, it was bad. I don't know. Like, the, there are positives, I guess. The defense down the stretch was great. Um you know, they really turned it up when they had to. Uh, Mike Adams-Woods is going to be a really good player. I think he is. He's smooth. Um, he just, like like Rap said in the postgame, he's just kind of at his own pace. He's not out of control. He's just kind of like a silky smooth. You feel confident with Mike Adams-Woods. And um, I thought Chris Vogt got to the offensive glass uh, in the second half. They had to have like, – he had a smaller guy on him, and they needed him. Um and then Jeremiah Davenport was a spark plug, just kind of doing everything. He had that nice little um, steal there for the slam, committing a crime, like you said. Um, it wasn't pretty, let's just say that. But, you know, your freshmen, their first games, it looked like their first games. You know, they were they were a little bit, so, you know, Tower Eason had a bad segment there in the second half. Um Keith Williams, I think, getting in foul trouble just hurt the rhythm of the game because he's a guy, I think, that you need on the floor. Like, if you want consistent uh, offense, Keith Williams has to be on the floor. Him getting three fouls in the first half, two in the first couple minutes, I think threw some things off, and their offense (laughs) looked out of sync, just, like, standing around. They didn't have any. That and Lipscomb playing at 2-3. They played a zone, and they hadn't practiced much against a zone. So I I get some of the struggles. It was frustrating to watch. Give credit to Rapalus Ivanauskas, though, for bailing them out in that first half because when Williams went on the bench, it was Ivanauskas that was really doing the damage inside. And I'll tell you this. you know, One guy I was very critical of last year, Chris Vogt, I'll tell you what, he played a hell of a game last night. Played a great game. 12 points, 7 rebounds, 5 of them offensive, 3 blocks. Yeah. 
I mean, that's now his free throw shooting is much it's to be bad. much to be desired. But at the same time, like he was instrumental on the defensive end in Cincinnati holding off Lipscomb. I mean, they held him to twenty six points in the second half. Yeah, and I think Zach Harvey came in and finally looked like he was kind of. Last year, it just he struggled a little bit. I feel like, but la- this year, I think he was. Or yesterday, he was a little more. Aggra- I, I thought he was aggressive and was. Um, he looked good, um, but the, look, they couldn't shoot. I mean, they couldn't make it. Make a three. Uh, what were they? Three for twenty. Four for twenty-two. Four for twenty-two. Uh, some of that, I think, is just shots. You have off shooting nights like that, but I think I don't know. It's it's a little concerning. It's one game. It is one game. It is one game. I think they're not going. But they want to know. They want to know. Something, they has, wanna know. something hasn't happened in twenty since twenty seventeen. That's 18. right. I was I was thinking that too. It's like oh, we haven't won an opener in three years. Or, yeah, three seasons. Because yeah, Ohio State previous two years. Um, so yeah, it, look, there is a lot of negative. There's some positive. They played down the stretch. That was a that was a cohesive team. Like that was a team that looked like okay, this is a this is a this team looks like they could do some damage. Like this is a this is a good team. Down the down the stretch, but uh, it was sloppy. I'll say that it was sloppy. A lot of unevenness, but it's the first game, and now we got the shootout. Now we got a big game on Sunday, and I wish it wasn't this early, but we got a shootout. So that's what that's what Xavier's no joke. They're five and zero. Yeah, they got four guys averaging double figures right now. Um, I think, yeah, Scruggs is back. Zach Fremantle's here. Nate Jones or Johnson, excuse Johnson. me. Nate, thank you. Um, I'll tell you something. Uh, Micah Adams Woods, he plays bigger than he is. Mm-hmm. I had to look down on my spotting board last night to remind myself that he's six foot three. Mm-hmm. I thought he was like six foot. No, he's six foot three. He's good. Yeah, he he's not he's not afraid of taking the ball inside against guys who are much bigger than him. And there, I, I I went back and watched it this morning. The game, like there were four or five instances where he would attack the basket against some big guys on Lipscomb. And I mean, Asan Asadula, number twenty three. I mean that. If the, yeah. I mean, you mentioned the 6'8", 275-pound Mack truck. That guy actually is 6'8", 260. Derek Carr. Derek, Carr. Derek Henry is not 6'8", 260. Yes. Asan Asadula, which, by the way, outside of his free-throw shooting, he's a great player. He's a player. He's a player no one talks about because, I mean, does anyone talk about the A-Sun Conference? He's no. A player that, he's the preseason player of the year in the conference. Right? Yes. So and Yeah, he put up like 18. And I mean, he became last year the, only the second player to average... 18 points, 10 rebounds, and nearly four assists per game. The only, only other player to do that since 92-93. Who was that? Alex? Ben Simmons. Okay. Wow. I didn't know that. I'm a, shout out to Asan Asajula. I mean, he's... I, his, shout out him. Shout out me for actually telling you that stat. A great stat, Alex. Thanks so much for that. That was great. You're welcome. Screw you. Um, anyway. Um, so... Micah was sensational last night. I mentioned Chris Vogt. David DeJulius in the second half. Play, he played much better. Yeah, four assists, no turnovers. You're seeing the energy that he brings. Every single possession, the intensity on defense, and then him sprinting up the floor on the offensive end. That's the kind of energy I want in that point guard. I mean, when, when was the last time we've ever had that? Chris McNeil. Don't mention him. I had to do it. I'm sorry. Because I had people... You cynical asshole. I, I, had, I had people that were like, David Julius, I saw things like, he looks like Chris McNeil. I'm like, guys, it's only been a half. Let's just calm down. And we and only we, a half. And people hyped up Chris McNeil. I <clears throat> yeah. Was that me or you? It was me. 
Oh, you hyped up Chris? No, I didn't. Oh, okay. Well, I just thought Chris McNeil... After, I, after like, five games, I was out. I didn't think he would be that bad. And he was... Like, I, I didn't think he would be great, but I didn't think he would be as bad as he was. Well, we got, Micah Adam, we got Micah Adams-Woods now. We do have Micah And Adams-Woods. funny how when we lost to Xavier and Colgate, we put in uh, Micah Adams-Woods. And mm-hmm. what happens? From 6-4 and four to 20-10, and 10, we go 14-6 and six the rest of the way. It works. Yeah. Um, you mentioned Zach Harvey. I, I didn't... I, I mean... He, there he had was a big a, three, Alex. He had a big three. He had a big three. He can shoot the three. That is one. That is one thing about him. As I do think he has the potential to be a good three point shooter. He had another couple nice like drives. I feel like when 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 he when uh when like the offense was just stagnant and people were standing around, he was just you know he took it in and made a couple nice. You know, he made a runner or something or a floater. I don't know. Yeah, it's first game. He's only practiced. You know, he's only been practicing for like two weeks now. I mean, he's missed like two thirds or you know seventy five percent of the practices this offseason. So it's going to take a little more time with them. But I don't know. I think he'll be okay. I think Harvey will be fine. Who else have we not mentioned? Williams. He, he can't pick up three fouls. Right. He can't the foul trouble. That's he needs to off. be. I mean, he needs to be like a fifteen to twenty point performer every night. And he missed open shots, and that you know that, that yeah. happens from time to time. We need him to be a better shooter, but. Um, Tari Eason, I thought, played really hard last night when he was on the floor. I like what he brings. He was as a four man. He had a nice, like he had a couple good defensive plays. He had a bad, you know, he just had a he had a freshman segment where he's turning the ball. I think he had four turnovers. He was struggling a little bit with the turnovers, but it's, he's a freshman. I think you got to give him time. Jeremiah Davenport, spark, the spark plug, human spark plug. I mean, he is a ball of energy that this that this team needs desperately. That is what they need. I think that's what he's going to be. I, and I, I think, really like And I play. think, remember, I'm thinking back to it last year against Houston, um, USF, and Temple, the final three games of the season. When those when in the first half, like you're just looking for some sort of energizer. And Davenport wasn't there with that injury. Mm-hmm. We could have used it then. Well, he, was, he did that same thing. Remember the Memphis game? Oh, the dunk? He, I thought he was his spark... I mean, he didn't play a lot, but he was a spark in that in that game, right? Yeah. For the little bit he played, I thought he came in and was was great. So we're kind of kind of running out of time here. Um, we're running out of time. Xavier stinks. Minute That's and a half left. Say. Yeah, but they're five and zero. Okay, they're five and zero. All right, game beat? picks for Sunday. Who have they beaten, Alex? Uh, Oakland, State? Oakland, Toledo, Bradley, EKU, and uh, Tennessee. Bradley Tech. can play. I'll give him that. Bradley's good. Prediction. I have to give a prediction. Yes. Well, I can't pick UC to lose, right? I'm not going to do well, that. You can. I picked UC to lose to Memphis. I'm not picking them to lose. I, I look. I I don't feel confident, but I think UC. I think this is a game that'll be kind of a tough, hard nosed defensive battle. Uh, I think UC ekes it out, 63-61. You know, it's interesting. Last year when we played Houston, and we both picked the Bearcats to win, and the logic would have said. Why are you picking them to win when Houston's really, really good? Well, just something about the culture that Cincinnati has, a winning culture, they feel like they can beat anybody. And Xavier, yes, is 5-0, and but they haven't, I mean, they haven't played away from home yet. That's the benefit that Cincinnati gets in playing this game. I'll take the Bearcats to win this game too, Freeze. I'll say Yeah. I'll say 66 to 61. All right. I like that, Alex. 
Bucks. I like it. Now, you and I have the call Sunday at, at 3, pregame coverage at 2.30. It's exciting. Uh, that does it for today's edition of Sports Anyway. One of he's Zach Freeze. I'm Alex Frank. We'll see you uh, when we see you. Yeah, see you when we see you. I love you guys.